Welcome to Seth Farbman on podcast from startup to stock exchange. Welcome everybody to a podcast that I think everybody's going to enjoy. You know, over the, uh, the last year or two, I've had an opportunity to uh, to sit down and and chat with uh, some clients, some investment banking clients, some uh, issuer clients. But this one is uh, is really unique, and I think that um, anybody who's been following the markets, uh, particularly over the last year, year and a half, is really going to enjoy this. What do I mean by that? Um, nobody's going to debate that the hottest buzzword of 2020 was the word SPAC. And it was the hottest buzzword of 2020, that is, until 2021 came along. And now, now the hottest buzzword is SPAC. Um, and so today I have a distinct pleasure of sitting and chatting with a friend, a colleague, uh, Rob Weiss from Wilmington Trust. And he and I were just reminiscing. We actually met face to face, probably like it's got to be like two years ago now. Um, and uh, have had the opportunity to to cultivate and cultivate, and then actually start to to work together on uh, a couple of these SPAC deals. Um, he is the managing director, Global Capital Markets, and um, you know, really his forte runs the gamut from trust work, escrow work, paying agent work. These are um, probably some of his favorite words, and I'm going to let him explain it uh, a lot better than I can. So, Rob, thank you for taking the time, and uh, sure. let's chat about this uh, this hot topic and how well absolutely. you and Wilmington come into play with it. Sure. No, absolutely. And thank you, Seth. It's a pleasure. And yeah, you know, we do go back several years, and it's uh, it's been a great, uh, as you said, both a friendship and a great professional relationship. And you know, we've enjoyed working with you and your team tremendously over the last couple of years. And, you know, oftentimes you have partnerships and then they kind of fizzle out or they don't go where you hope them to go. And I think this has been a great example of where it's gone great. And we both bring a lot of strengths to the marketplace and uh, it's been a fun ride. And yeah, SPACs, it's uh, like a little bit of a rocket ship, right? It is. And, and, and you know what, with that introduction, you hit it on, uh, on the head and, and I want to give you credit where credit is due. I'll give us both credit where credit is due. And what I mean by that is that, you know, so often in business, because a lot of people listening, it's really, it's, it's really a, a, a large gamut of different types of listeners. You know, some people are in the public markets already. Some people are startups. Some people are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And, and how often do you, do you sit with somebody and you have a great meeting and you're like, oh yeah, we're going to do so much together. Absolutely. And like, yeah, let's circle back, you know, whatever those those words are. We'll circle back, you know, uh, my people will be in touch with your people. And everybody <laughs> right. falls off the planet and you absolutely. never do anything. But we no actually question. did. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that that's as rewarding as the business itself. You know, when you're working with great people and when something like this actually comes to fruition. So it's been a lot of fun. I mean, we, we started poking around with SPACs. Um, I guess, you know, SPACs have been around for a long, long time. They come in and out of Vogue, in and out of Vogue. And um, in in its most recent um, incarnation, you know, we started looking at this maybe four or five years ago. And again, it still wasn't it wasn't a hot ticket there. There were a few here or there. And um, but we, we, you know, we seized on the opportunity and, and, you know, felt that the skill set that that we bring in terms of the work on the escrow front, on the custodial front, on the trust front. And when I say on the trust front, you know, we work in a lot of commercial transactions where trusts of various complexities are required. And for me, it's always kind of drilling down to not, you know, what someone says they need, 
but understanding, you know, by, by name, like sometimes, you know, people don't wake up thinking about escrows and paying agencies and trusts. They think about a service they need. And so rather than pitching holding that into something we do, we think about, well, what expertise do we have that we could bring to the table? Well, do, and, let, me, let me interrupt you, Rob. Do me a favor there, just in terms of educating, um, because a lot of a lot of uh, the audience certainly knows what a SPAC is. No, sure. um, but you know what? What I found is that maybe two years ago, three years ago, and certainly the first iteration uh, back in 07, 08, the, the, the majority of the SPACs were really big deals. They were yes. done by really big banks, and they were really exclusive. And yes. I guess, you know, for, for, for better or for worse, and in our case, for better, um, the size of the deals have uh, become uh, a little bit more uh, palatable, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's included a lot more people. Sure. And so, you know, for those that don't know, a SPAC is essentially where a company, uh, a, a, a management team, team in, a, in a particular sector, um, an all-star team usually, will go out, they'll raise, call it 100, 200, 300 million dollars on average, and um, they'll list on NASDAQ and New York Stock Exchange, and then the clock will start ticking, they'll have 18 mm-hmm. months or so to go out and find a target in that particular right. field. You know, so, you know, from my perspective, um, my services as, as VStock, we're the stock transfer agent, we deal with the shareholders, the stock ledger, mm-hmm. issuing right. the shares. So, so for the audience, sure. what, what is the role that and that's why it's great that we go hand in hand because um, we don't do what you do. You don't do what we do. We're a match. Right. And what, what does Wilmington do? Sure. On back sure. deal? Now, that's a great that's a great intro. Um, and, and so we do. We fit hand in glove. So when we sat back and looked at the services that are required on these SPACs, we thought, OK, you know, a SPAC is a trust that becomes a publicly traded entity. So therefore, you need a trust. You need a trustee. We provide that role. The proceeds in the SPAC trust need to be managed very, very carefully. And when I say managed, I use that phrase in quotes because no one is actively managing SPAC proceeds because the SPAC can terminate at any point in time during its typically two-year life. And so, you know, managing risk, managing liquidity, ensuring that there's no interest rate risk, these are all very important variables. We provide that service. Lastly, um, companies who establish SPACs, usually the sponsors, will establish separate custodial accounts to hold funds that are held separate and apart from the SPAC trust. And those are usually earmarked for SEC fees, accounting fees, lawyer fees, things that are separate and apart from the monies that the investors place into the trust. We do that. The fourth very important function for a SPAC is a transfer agent. Amen, brother. Right, and so that is something that we um, do not offer, most banks don't. And so that is one of the reasons beyond the chemistry, the personality, the market, that knowledge and how well we work together, it's a perfect marriage because you bring that skill to the table. And so the trick is how do we make sure that this is a seamless offering to our clients? And we've managed to do that quite well. You know, we've got, you know, template documents. Um, we coordinate seamlessly. The client, um, the client understands, as they do in most SPACs, even when there are other transfer agents involved, they're non-bank transfer agents. So they always need a separate right. financial institution. Right. So the concept of multiple parties servicing a SPAC is not new. And when the SPAC de-SPACs at the end of its life, 
that's the opportunity for the transfer agent, V stock, to stay on and become the transfer agent of the new public entity. So it works seamlessly. Um, and you know, there's been great value in getting out there and providing a face to the market. And together we've gained a lot of momentum and the book is building. Yeah, I mean, it, momentum is the key word. So so I'll put you on the spot. I'll ask you, you know, sure. the question that everybody asks me. You know, just because you're you're very much in the driver's seat, um, I guess a bit as as am I, um, in terms of the deals that are coming in, you know, do you think that this is just gonna pop and, and just right. cliff? Um, because now you've got, I mean, and there's no debate, you've got hundreds of deals out there now shopping. Um, right. they're all out there looking for their acquisition targets, which is great. Uh, we hope every one of them finds somebody to uh, to to acquire right. uh, so that we're all very busy. Um, you know, do you think this will continue at this pace or it'll just, sure. uh, you know, level off? So so he, here's you know, obviously, as you've said, I've given this a lot of thought and, and SPACs, again, have been around for a long, long time and they've come in and they've come out, but they've never been this popular. So I think fundamentally SPACs are a vehicle that's here to stay. There's tons of investor capital. People are looking for productive and attractive ways to put it to use. And the ability of retail investors to participate in these IPOs is far different than their ability to participate in standard IPOs. So I think that with this new wave of, of retail participation in general is going to remain a constant. I do think, you know, being um, being thoughtful about it, that one of the drivers of, of, of SPAC popularity has been, um, for example, the promote, the, the, the economics associated with the SPAC transaction itself. And one of the um, concerns I have um, is that if the, you know, the post-de-SPAC share performance of the company is less than stellar, will people begin to question the economics of the way the SPAC is established? So as you know, in, in most SPACs, you know, the sponsors um, have a fairly attractive position with respect to the warrants and the shares. Um, I think the, the the economics of that are such that it's bringing in so many people ranging from, you know, celebrities to, you know, high net worth hedge fund managers. Um, it's bringing a lot of that capital and name recognition to the SPAC space. But again, I think in fairness, some of that is driven by the way the promoter structured. So I think we'll have to keep an eye on how SPACs trade post the DSPAC process. I think there's already been some changes in the promote to make it a little bit more equitable with respect to retail investors. But you know, I think it's a great product. You know, there's no roadshow required. Uh, there's no requirement to identify, as there is obviously in an IPO, the specific target. And so, you know, these characteristics all fit pretty seamlessly into a world that with technology has made entry easier and easier. So I do think the SPAC is here to stay. We'll just have to keep an eye on it. Yeah. And, and you know, you mentioned the promotional side. It's interesting to see how um, these companies, after the uh, despacking process, will embrace uh, sort of this new norm in terms of their ability to go out and market. You know, they're they're limited in terms of ordinarily, if they were post IPO, they'd be going out and doing, you know, the investment banking circuit and the conference circuit and, and right. um, presentations. And you know, that's a bit of a challenge right now. And so, um, you know, that's uh, that's going to be interesting how uh, how that plays out. 
Um, it's actually, a, and that's actually a big benefit also right now to SPACs because in a typical IPO, you know, you have a roadshow where you go out and you speak to institutional investors um, to promote the, the the offering of the entity. Um, and here it's different because even had there not been a pandemic, the requirement for a roadshow is different. There isn't one um, because you're really investing based upon the perceived acumen of the sponsor. And then there's a generic description of the industry target or the geography. There's not a specific company to promote in that fashion. So I I think it it really does lend itself uh, to a pandemic environment. But I, I, you know, I think it'll continue on that way after the fact. You know, Rob, I want to switch gears for a second because um, I think we've given sort of uh, the audience a bit of a, uh, a flavor of the SPAC, the SPAC component of things and how um, even though sort of you and I sit on uh, opposite sides, we, we come together to uh, um, under one umbrella to bring a unified process and a unified product for, for what they need to get the job done. Um, but one question that I always ask uh, guests that, that come on the podcast is, Sort of what makes you love what you do, and and I want to I want to I want to add to that question. You know, I always view the uh, the corporate services that I've that I've I've always done for the last twenty years as probably the the lowest guy on the total <laughs> in terms of excitement. I mean, it just you know, I've done SEC filings, I've done yeah. state corporations, uh, right. background checks, uh, stock transfer, and and medallion stamps, which is pretty lovely <laughs> and exciting. But without without disrespecting you. We're right there with I you. Think, I think trust, escrow, and paying agent is a pretty, pretty, pretty equal yeah. Uh, level. Yeah. But yet you, right are, you are totally passionate, excited, energetic. <laughs> like, how do you, you know, you love what sure. you do. How do you, nah, you get into you're, you're right on it. It's a great question. You, I, I tease people. You have to have zero ego to do what we right. do. Right. And you have to recognize your place in the deal structure. We do a ton of work in the M&A space and the litigation space. We're like what I call, you know, the, the necessary pimple on the transaction, right? It's like what we do is so important, but no one wakes up thinking about what you guys do as a transfer agent or what we do as an escrow agent or a trustee or custodian. Um, so, I, you know, I've always accepted that. In fact, I like it because what we're able to do is to focus on the merits of the service we provide. And part of what we do, and maybe one of the most important things, is we promise to make processes and transactions easy for our clients. Right. I I get a tremendous amount of satisfaction at helping clients and out of providing a service that truly, and and I think you can attest to this, I I literally am available 24-7. It's easy to respond to people, to try to help people. And so I love that aspect of it. I love that we could push a complex deal around. I love transactions and I like high paced pressurized situations. And so I'm just, I'm just confirming you're as crazy as I am. I'm just, I'm yeah, just yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're absolutely right. right. You know, right, you get in and I, think, I think this is great. I think uh, we've certainly whet the appetite of anybody that's considering doing a SPAC and, um, okay. Thanks for your time. And maybe we'll have a follow-up, uh, you know, in a couple months once we've seen some of the SPACs, these SPAC, and uh, yes. do a State of the Union then, and we'll see what's going on. That sounds great, Seth. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Thanks for the Thank time. you. Thanks right. for having me. Thanks for the partnership. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.